0: Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of the Victim podcast. We discuss a lot of sad and potentially triggering things on this show. We try to be as sensitive and cautious as possible, but if you are sensitive to things involving abuse and may be triggered, please think twice before listening to our show.
1: Welcome to the Voice of the Victim podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm Rosie. And tonight's story is a recommendation from one of our patrons, Heather. It's a doozy. It's gonna be kind of a tough one, but these are the kind of stories we wanna tell on this podcast. So thank you, Heather. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, before we start, how you doing, Rosie?
0: I'm good. I went on a couple of walks today and bike rides, if you wanna call them that, with a two-year-old.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been nice to have some sun. It's been a weird couple of weeks here. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone knows what we're talking about. Everywhere in the world is just going through a really weird time. Yeah.
0: It was so weird that putting on jeans felt like a whole day event.
1: (laughs) It's been weird, but we hope to be some kind of regularity in your lives. Thank you for tuning in, even though everyone's um, routine has been kind of shaken up, probably. Everyone's feeling
0: cooped up, I think.
1: Yeah. So before we get into the story, we're going to share our five-star review for the week. Rosie, you got one pulled up?
0: I do. It is entitled Emoji Red Heart, like physically as a red heart. It says, Australia loves you. Keep up the fantastic work. I have recommended you to so many people traveling to and from work. What would we do without your stories? Smiley face. Oh,
1: thank you, broccoli. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or broccoli,
1: something like that. Bro, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, It
0: for, took us a while to figure sorry. that out.
1: <laughs> it's probably not broccoli. Now that now that you say it, and you're from but Australia,
0: so cool. Thank you Wait, very can much. Can you
1: read it in Australian accent?
0: Nope, because that would probably be rude. Because I am not very good at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Australian accents can uh, be really difficult. For
0: all some I can say is put the shrimp on the barbie. And that's as far as that's going to go. <laughs> Dumb and
1: Dumber. <laughs> Don't was, they quote that on My Talk all I the was time? was actually
0: supposed to be an Outback commercial, but whatever.
1: Don't they quote that on My Talk all the time? They play that clip from Dumb and Dumber?
0: The radio station that probably nobody listens to except for us? Because well, yeah, it's
1: very local to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I think so.
1: Anyway, they play that clip from In the Limo at the beginning of Dumb and Dumber. But
0: time to get serious. Off
1: topic. All right. Well, thank you, Broccoli, or Bro-Kylie, or however it's pronounced. We appreciate you taking the time to write into to us. And if you want your review read on our show, please leave us one. Mm-hmm. We are only reading five-star reviews from now on. Trying to keep it positive.
0: I have always been on that boat, so. I know. Nothing's changed for Sometimes me.
1: Sometimes it's constructive, but I'm trying to stop letting the negative reviews affect me and just focus on making the show that... A lot of listeners enjoy so work in progress as always but now we're going to shift over to a more serious note tonight we are going to share the story of talia williams so are you ready for this one rosie we'll see all right
0: talia imoni williams was born on march 20th 2000 in orangeburg south carolina to tarsia williams and naim williams
1: and tarsia and naim were never actually married but they have the same last name because they're apparently distant relatives so oh. not quite sure how they ended up having a child together but um, <laughs> at least according story. to one of the sources I found they said this that they're interesting relatives so
0: back in 1999 when Naeem found out Tarshia was pregnant, he decided he didn't want to be with her anymore and broke things off with her. Tarshia was heartbroken over him for a while but she eventually came to terms with the reality of it and adopted a life-goes-on mentality.
1: I mean, this would be pretty devastating, telling your boyfriend you're pregnant with his daughter and then him leaving you to deal with that on your own. Just, okay, bye.
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine the stress. But now, on her own, Tarsia was thrilled about being a mom and ready to enjoy their life together. Talia was born a bit underweight, and there were a few medical medical concerns for her.
1: It's said that Talia suffered from incontinence, but Tarsia did what she could to give her a normal childhood.
0: Talia loved playing peekaboo and patty cake with her mom. On Talia's fourth birthday, Tarsia got ice cream and a cake and threw her daughter a party with her friends and she documented it on home video.
1: Seems like she had a pretty normal childhood, but things weren't always smooth sailing for Tarsia and Talia.
0: After Naeem broke up with her, Tarsia started dating a woman from Orangeburg, and both her own family and Naeem's family were not happy about it. They did not approve of her alternative lifestyle, and this led to accusations that she was not feeding Talia properly. That's harsh.
1: Mm-hmm. They yeah, it's quite a jump.
0: Yeah. They told Tarsia that she couldn't raise Talia properly in a gay relationship. Now, these accusations turned into substantial action, and on December 4th, 2004, after a family court hearing, full custody was given to Talia's father, Naeem.
1: This is the guy who abandoned her when she was conceived? That guy? Okay.
0: Tarsia was understandably angry about this, and until she got this news, she didn't realize this meant that her daughter would be taken from her in South Carolina and shipped a quarter of the way across the world in Hawaii, where Naeem was now living. That's a huge, huge skip and a jump.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like if she ever wanted to see her kid, that's a huge investment of time and money.
0: Get this. Tarsia was only granted two 15 minute phone calls per week. How could that even be okay? I don't even right? understand.
1: Because it doesn't make sense. Because she wasn't abusive. There's was no, you know, no evidence of that. The only thing I could find is that the families didn't approve of her lifestyle. And apparently the courts, the family courts agreed with them and ruled this way so to put this in perspective it takes 13 hours and 25 minutes to fly from south carolina to hawaii so she physically wanted to visit her baby girl after this she had to sit in a plane for 13 and a half hours and only allowed to interact with her for a half hour a week
0: oh, wow
1: so can you imagine that
0: no i can't uh, at this point naeem got married to a woman named Delilah. He went on to become a specialist in the U.S. Army and moved to an apartment complex in Oahu at the Wheeler Army Airfield near Honolulu, Hawaii. On December 14th, Talia officially moved in with him at his military housing.
1: Keep in mind how quickly they took action and removed Talia from her mother's care because they ruled that the hetero couple would make better parents. Uh, Just keep that in mind, and I'll come back to this later.
0: That same month, her stepmom, Delilah, started working as a clerk at the CYS, or the Child and Youth Services Enrollment Office at Schofield Barracks.
1: And she would basically process paperwork and enter data when Army families were registered for child care. Um, And they also oversaw recreational and athletic program registration.
0: Talia spent her afternoons at the Child Development Center while both Delilah and Naeem were at work.
1: Now, on January 10th, 2005, Naeem and Delilah got into a bit of a scuffle. And Naeem left Talia with Delilah and just moved out of their apartment and into a small apartment in the barracks.
0: The next day, on January 11th, Delilah showed up to the barracks with Talia and she was not happy. She physically assaulted Naeem while she was there and he called the police on her. She was arrested and charged with two counts of assault and endangering the welfare of a minor.
1: Like, where did that come from? She sounds like um, kind of a scary person. So this here is when people on the outside started to see things that were a bit odd and rocky in this relationship and may not have been the best atmosphere for a young child. Talia wasn't even five years old at this point. So Yikes I mean compare that To what they pulled Talia out of
0: Right And How is this the better solution? Right On February 1st 2005 Naeem and Delilah Were both interviewed By a social worker Named Terry Martin From the Army's Family Advocacy Program To see if they Needed to intervene For the safety Of the four year old girl He noted that Delilah Had a lot of anger And had a hard time Managing it And also noted the Quote presence of classic dynamics of family violence.
1: So, yikes! This doesn't sound like a good place for a kid, especially when she has another living option with her mother, but for some reason, the social worker incorrectly noted that Talia wasn't present during this assault that happened, even though she was, and he also failed to interview Talia one-on-one, which... Like, what's the point of this whole thing, then, if he's just going to ask the parents and they're going to lie? Right. And I wonder if either of these things that he didn't interview Talia and that he thought she wasn't there affected the decision that was finally made.
0: It had to have. On February 16th, 2005, after reviewing the case, the Family Advocacy Program decided that no action was necessary.
1: So... To me, this case sounded pretty one-sided. They blamed it all on Delilah, and there were really no questions about Naeem. But less than two weeks later, there was another incident with this family.
0: On February 28, 2005, workers at the child care facility at the Schofield Barracks, where Talia spent most of her afternoons, noticed that she had weird marks on her. They became concerned that it might be signs of child
1: abuse. Yeah, good for them for being attentive and noticing these things.
0: They reported their concerns to the military police, and an investigator named Michael Parker was assigned to the case. He talked to Talia about it, and he got a lot of different answers from her. He reported that, over the course of the interview, she blamed it on her mother, her father, her brother, and even spider bites.
1: Natalia was only a four-year-old girl at this point. The responsibility to say what was happening here should not fall on her. Um, But she was also examined by a doctor, so hopefully the doctor will be able to realize what's going on and do something about it.
0: Well, the doctor determined that the marks on her skin were most likely a condition called desquamation, which is a skin infection from not properly caring for your skin. And his professional medical opinion was that it was not caused by abuse but he couldn't say either way for 100% certainty.
1: So wouldn't you lean towards maybe we should look into this? You would
0: think. On Monday, March 21st, 2005, Talia didn't show up to her daycare facility. She continued to be absent for the next several weeks, and on April 29th, Naeem and Delilah officially withdrew her from the enrollment list.
1: So this is odd. She was supposed to be at school Monday, March 21st, the start of a new week, but she didn't show up, and this was, for some reason, a few weeks after her caretakers decided to report the possible abuse, suddenly she's not showing up to school, and makes you wonder what happened over that weekend, because she didn't show up on Monday, but Friday was her last day, March 18th, and... Why didn't they want to send her to school? Like, what were they trying to hide? hmm You know?
0: Well, Talia's mom, Tarsia, was still only allowed two 15-minute phone calls with her daughter per week. But it turns out that most of the time when she'd call, Delilah wouldn't allow her to speak to Talia. Wow. On April 7th, she tried calling her daughter 21 times, but no one answered. This was typical treatment and very frustrating for Tarsia, She hadn't spoken to Talia since March, and she reported this to Talia's school. By June 27th, over three months had passed since anyone saw Talia at school. Someone who actually worked with Delilah at the Child and Youth Services Department named Donna Small was aware of this and was growing more and more concerned for Talia's well-being as time passed. She voiced her concerns to a social worker and a manager for the family advocacy program named Hilda Borgia. She told Hilda that she believed Talia was in danger. Both she and her supervisor Rochelle Goodwin had worked with Delilah Williams and had overheard her saying that it was quote, "okay to whip a child, just don't leave any marks."
1: What? So Talia's stepmom works for the Army's Department of Child and Youth Services? And she was brazen enough to say things like this at work?
0: That's wild.
1: She has so little concern for talking openly about child abuse this way at work. What does that say about her judgment while caring for her stepchild in private? Needless to say, Donna Small and Rochelle Goodwin were both concerned that there was child abuse involved after Talia was missing for three months, uh, keeping in mind what they had heard Mm -hmm. Delilah say.
0: The social worker from the family advocacy program, Hilda Borgia, told Donna that she'd get back to her. But after speaking with her, she never filed a report. She never advised Donna to file a report to the military police, and she never got back to Donna like she said she would.
1: Now keep this in mind as the story unfolds. It's just terrifying how the small actions or non-actions of individuals within a story may play a role in how everything turns out.
0: Two days after Donna spoke with Hilda, on June 29, 2005, police received a phone call from Mary Belle Martinez. She was the next-door neighbor of Naeem and Delilah Williams. She reported that she heard a child screaming for over an hour from the house behind hers. Military police responded to the call and made their way to the Williams home. They asked to take a look inside And with the probable cause of the screams of a child, they were easily granted access.
1: So based on what they found inside, I'm guessing Delilah and Naeem were hesitant, but how can you deny probable cause when there's a child screaming inside? So they got in.
0: They walked through the home and they found Talia in an upstairs room. She was naked, standing near piles of feces on the floor. She had scratches on her face. And other marks on her body.
1: This poor little kid was clearly abused and neglected. And I heard that she had an issue with incontinence, and to me, at this point, it seems like the adults in her life were blaming her for it and just getting fed up and ignoring her and kind of let it build resentment. You know, that's how it seems based on the scene they found here.
0: Mm hmm, definitely. When the military police and an investigator named Mark Myers tried to talk to her, she didn't respond to them. Mark asked Talia's father, Naeem, about the Marks. Naeem claimed that Talia was at a birthday party a couple days earlier, and another kid at the party scratched her face.
1: Okay, but what about the obvious neglect?
0: Right, the feces.
1: Right, and why was she screaming for an hour? So, there's still definite questions here but time went on and Talia remained with Naeem and Delilah Mm -hmm. and at this point Delilah and Naeem are living together again so Hmm.
0: so the last time Talia's mom Tarshia had spoken to her daughter was way back in March she says that when they spoke Talia begged her mom for help to get out of her current situation she told her mom that Naeem and Delilah were beating her but because she was so young, she wasn't able to express herself very well or be very detailed about it. Tarsia called Talia's school and military officials to report what her daughter had told her. But they all ignored her and told Tarsia that Naeem, Delilah, and Talia had left and gone back to the mainland states.
1: Which That's was
0: fake. That's false.
1: Yeah, not true at all. I have no idea where that came from. And again, they seem to view Tarsia as the irresponsible parent here, and at the time they held Naim in high regard, and it makes me wonder <laughs> wow. if it's because of his status in the military or um, if it has to do with Tarsia's lifestyle or what.
0: He but, was some kind of specialist, so it's very yeah likely
1: likely that he would have had special treatment. Yeah, one would exactly. say.
0: Tarsha didn't have enough money to fly to Hawaii and help her daughter, and the authorities ignored her reports. Within the court order determining Talia's custody, Tarsha was allowed in-person visits with her daughter on occasion. July 1st, 2005 was supposed to be the day that Talia would visit her mom in South Carolina. But the day came and went, and Tarsha never saw her daughter. Hmm. She had called to make arrangements, and Delilah actually answered this time, but just to mock her. This is a direct quote from the recorded phone call that Tarsio says was from Delilah. It said, Guess what? I could be effing lying. She could be in South Carolina right now, but you know what? You will never find her because she will never see you.
1: So that sounds really psychotic and a bit unrealistic. Could you imagine hearing that from the woman who has custody of your daughter? You gotta feel bad for Tarsia. But the story doesn't end there. Delilah had a cousin named Chastity uh, Taserin, or, well, I saw two different pronunciations. I think it's Tyrone. It's T A I J E R O N. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's Chastity Tyrone.
0: Chastity had been on the phone with Delilah both on July 5th and July 8th of 2005. A couple days later, on July 11th, she made an anonymous phone call to the CPS to report what she had heard while on the phone. She told them that she heard both Naeem and Delilah abusing Talia while she was on the phone with them. What?
1: Right. Again, how are these people so brazen that they would do this while on the phone?
0: Probably because they've gotten away with it this long.
1: Right? And again, it makes you wonder what's happening when no one's listening. But... Thank goodness that Chastity is a decent person and felt the need to report what she heard. She did what we all should have done, what we should all had, should have the competence to do if we witnessed something like this. But sadly, despite multiple people attempting to report these people and save Talia, no one intervened in time. And I want to mention, the initial report from way back in February 2005 when the school started noticing strange marks on her, It wasn't just scratches and marks. It was black eyes and bruises on her arms, legs, and buttocks. But somehow, the medical professional ruled that it was just that skin condition.
0: Wow. There was definitely some funny business going on. On July 16th, five days after the anonymous report, nothing had been done to intervene and protect Talia. At 5.45 p.m., emergency personnel received a 911 call from an apartment complex at the Wheeler Army Airfield. They said that a five-year-old girl, Talia Williams, was not responding, and that it was possibly cardiac arrest. Honolulu EMS responded to the call within minutes to find Talia completely unresponsive with no pulse. She was covered in vomit and bruises on her arms, chest knees and thighs she even had cuts on her back and there was blood spatter on the walls they immediately began cpr and were able to revive her briefly but within moments talia went back into cardiac arrest and her heart stopped
1: this is so awful and five days after she was reported they had so much time to intervene there were multiple reports on her she was missing from school for four months. Hmm. I mean, when they visited the house, they found her in her own feces, all scratched up, after screaming for hours, and they still left her with these people. Hmm. And now it's too late. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember back to the beginning how quickly they took action to remove Talia from her mother over something that had absolutely no basis in Talia's well being? But. With Naeem, for some reason, even though there were multiple reports and incidents of apparent child abuse, they did nothing to remove her from his custody. Mm -hmm. It makes you wonder how they rationalize that.
0: There's a lot of questions. Yeah. These things do not add up, no matter how you look at them. Talia was transported to the Wahiawa General Hospital, where she was pronounced dead. Naeem and Delilah were both arrested in connection to Talia's death. Thank goodness.
1: So at this point, Tarsia still has no idea what's going on. And it wasn't until the next day Mm -hmm. when she got a phone call.
0: Which is so messed up. I just don't understand how these things are happening.
1: Right. And it's not even from the authorities.
0: (sighs) Right. So the next day on July 17th, Talia's mom, Tarsia, received that phone call from one of Naeem's relatives. She told Tarsia, I hate to tell you this, but Talia passed.
1: <sighs> Obviously, this was devastating to Tarsia. And I know there's no good way to say this to someone, but, like, this is like how I talk to someone when I'm telling them that the store has no orange juice left, you know, or something. Like, when I'm, you know?
0: Like, I hate to tell you this. Yeah, but. Yeah.
1: Chop of calcium is out.
0: Like, at least be like, I am so, so sorry. Or,
1: right. Or give them some kind of preparation. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I just can't imagine being Tarsia and hearing about this over the phone a right. day later.
0: When she heard, she fell to the ground sobbing and screaming. They killed her. They killed my baby. <sighs> Later that day, Naeem was questioned by investigators, and he admitted that he beat his daughter shortly before her death. He told them that he would hit her almost every day, both with his hands and with a belt.
1: Although this all happened in 2005, the trial itself would last until 2014. Wow. So this had to be a terrible time for Talia's family. And poor Tarsia had to wait nine years for this trial to be over and to finally be able to try to move on with her life. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when the trial's ongoing, you're constantly being pulled back into this mess.
0: The trial is your life.
1: Right. And waiting on the slow gears of justice. But, yeah.
0: During the trial of Naeem, Delilah took the stand to testify what she and Naeem did to Talia. She said, quote, I yelled at her, called her retarded, stupid, and said, I hate you. I wish you never came here. She also admitted that they would both tie up the little girl with duct tape to a bedpost.
1: Yeah, they would literally wrap every part of her from her arms, head, chest, and thighs to the bedpost so she couldn't move. And then they put the tape over her mouth to muffle her screams.
0: Once she was tied up, they would take turns whipping her with a belt. This would last up to an hour, but despite Talia begging them to stop, they ignored her.
1: And, and we see, I mean, go back. Delilah said, I wish you never came here mm-hmm. to her all the time. So there was some resentment there, just the fact that she was caring for this little girl and... It's so stupid, because Naeem was fighting for it, and apparently Delilah didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So why did they tear her away from Tarcio just to do this?
0: Delilah said, quote, She was saying that she was going to be good, and screaming, no, Mommy, and I just kept taping her. I taped her in the same manner that he did, and beat her with a belt. When I got tired, I untaped her.
1: Again, this... <sighs> They only had Talia from December of 2004 till, I mean, they pulled her out of school in March of 2005.
0: Yeah, this was a lot of damage so, in a short amount of time.
1: Yeah. It take, took less than four months for them to get to a point where they wouldn't even let her be seen by other people.
0: So it's like, why did they fight? Like, what was the point? Just to get their hands on her and abuse her? 'Cause it sounds like that was the only reason why they wanted her.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like they they got her and they realised, oh, this is harder than it looks being a parent, you know? And they got resentful of having to take care of her and her problems with incontinence, you know. They were sick of cleaning her up and stuff and they let that build resentment towards a four-year-old girl instead of, you know, doing what parents should do and taking care of her. And it's said that during this testimony, Delilah showed absolutely no emotion when she was describing the horrible things she did with Naeem to this mm. poor kid. And this next part is really disturbing, so just a heads up. It is. It
0: is. Delilah also said that at one time, when Talia wet herself, she started stomping on her chest and stomach until she felt a crack under her foot. She had actually broken some of Talia's ribs.
1: What the heck?
0: On another occasion, she found found that Talia had defecated on herself. She picked her up and put her on the toilet and pushed on her stomach to try to get her to poop in the toilet. She pushed so hard that the toilet broke.
1: And if the toilet broke under this pressure, imagine the damage it was doing to Talia.
0: I can't even imagine how that would happen. Like, and how could you ever stomp on a child that hard without feeling concern? I just, that like blows my mind. This woman is a piece of scum.
1: Right. And like, this was, again, this was all within four months, four four to six months. How did they get to this point so fast? Mm -hmm. Like, were the living conditions at their base just that terrible that it pushed these people to insanity? Or were they just I think they were
0: just cruel, but that's just me.
1: What the heck?
0: Talia tried to defend herself. She tried to fight back, and she scratched Delilah. But this would just fill Delilah with rage, and she'd grab the girl by her hair and slam her head against the bathroom wall. She even left a dent in the wall. Then she told Talia to go to her room, just before leaving the house, to go to the nail salon. Can you imagine?
1: It's so heartless. Like, how do you go pamper yourself after doing this to a kid? And how do you damage so many different things using a child's body? Like, she broke the toilet and she made a dent in the wall? I can't believe she got a lighter sentence, but... I guess her testimony is where a lot of these details come from, so maybe they gave her a deal because of that. Oh, I'm sure they did. But she was such a monster to this five-year-old girl and had little to no shame about it because, again, she was so full of resentment Mm -hmm. over Talia just being there and because Talia suffered with this incontinence. And she probably, I mean, her condition was probably worse because of all the stress of being abused all the time Mm -hmm. you know doing this to a child isn't gonna help them get over i mean it's perfectly normal for a kid to wet the bed and you know it's something they grow out of but not when you treat them like this
0: she went on to say that they wouldn't let talia sleep in her own bed or even use any pillows or blankets. She was forced to sleep on the cold concrete floor every night.
1: Because they were too lazy to wash the sheets or do anything to help her get therapy and help her deal with her incontinence problem. Like, why didn't they try to fix the problem that was making them mad instead of just taking it out on the kid?
0: So I don't think they really cared about the problem. It was just another reason to do what they were doing.
1: Hmm. I guess maybe, Yeah.
0: Delilah also admitted that Naeem did pull Talia out of school because people were starting to notice the marks on her. But they didn't find any childcare for her, they just left her home alone and commanded her to stay in her room. She wasn't allowed to eat or drink anything during the day. And if they ever caught her sneaking food, they would punch her in the stomach.
1: What the heck? Again, this is all coming from Delilah's testimony. Hmm. So they're beating her, starving her, neglecting her, both physically and emotionally.
0: Mm-hmm. Naeem testified that the abuse was aimed at disciplining his daughter for bathroom accidents and was exacerbated due to frustrations he was experiencing in his marriage.
1: Okay, so he's saying that it, the root of the problem, or the root of the cause of why they're doing this is because of the bathroom accidents. <laughs> But also because their relationship is rocky. I mean, we did see Delilah assault Naeem before.
0: Mm-hmm. But like... Blame it on the kid?
1: Yeah. How do you drag? How do you take it out on this kid? Like, beat up on each other. Don't drag the kid into this. <laughs> and I'm not advocating to beat up on your spouse either. But, I mean, how does, how does any of this fall on Talia in their minds?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand it either. Based on the evidence, Naeem had regularly punched Talia repeatedly, forced her to eat her own feces, deprived her of food, forced her to do strenuous exercises, and then beat her when she got too tired to continue. The night she died, Naeem struck Talia, and her head slammed backwards against the floor, which caused her to have a seizure.
1: These people are monsters.
0: After hearing this testimony, Talia's mother, Tarsia, commented about it. She said, I'm devastated. I'm so hurt I wasn't there to help my daughter. Tarsia had a pendant with a picture of Talia that she held onto as she suffered through this testimony. She kept it together in the courtroom, but once the media started talking to her, she broke down. She told them, It doesn't make sense how human beings can do that to a little girl. It hurts me so much, my poor baby. It was very hard, and it was very painful to know that my daughter went through all that pain.
1: Uh, I can't imagine. I can't either. Another really sad aspect of this case is the fact that Naeem had two other children. And at the time of his trial, his son was 11 years old, living in Georgia, and his daughter was nine years old, living in Tennessee. Hmm. And this was 2014, so his daughter was born around the time that Talia died, and his son was two years old.
0: Interesting. During the trial, these poor kids testified that they enjoy their relationship with their father, even though he was incarcerated thousands of miles away in Hawaii.
1: It's just so sad because he's probably been incarcerated most of their lives, and I'm really curious who their mothers were. Because one's in Georgia, one's in Tennessee. It seems like they probably had different mothers. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, unless they were both Delilah's kids, but he wasn't with Delilah that long that I know of. Right. I don't know. It, a lot of these details were hard to find because there were only a couple sources that actually talked about this case. Mm -hmm. But it's just sad for these kids that they don't have their father, and also their father's a monster.
0: Mm -hmm. His daughter, who was born in Hawaii and just an infant when Talia was killed, says that she still talks to her dad on the phone every Sunday and emails him regularly.
1: This kid just wants a normal dad and really has no grasp on the reality of what he's done. So, like, you can see where she's coming from, but Mm -hmm. it's also so sad.
0: Naeem's son would also talk to his dad about every week and email him regularly, discussing sports and what he wants for Christmas and birthdays. During his testimony, he asked how he feels about his father, and he broke down in tears. He said, I love my dad. I really need him.
1: That sucks. I mean, we... We've really tried to focus on the victims and their families on this show, but there's also innocent victims in the perpetrator's family as well. you know, These kids also got a really raw deal.
0: Right, they must have such a confused view on this. Mm-hmm. Naim faced the death penalty, but the jury failed to agree on whether he should get it or not. So instead, he was sentenced to a life in prison. Delilah got a special deal for testifying against him and only got 20 years in prison.
1: Yeah, so Talia's mother, Tarsia, spoke about Talia to the Times and Democrat from Orangeburg, South Carolina, where she's from. Rosie, will you read her quote from that?
0: Yes, it says, in her short life, Talia had love taken from her. She had no voice, she had no protection. She saw hate every day from the time she was taken away from me to the time she stepped on Hawaiian soil to the day she had her last breath beaten out of her.
1: That's that's terrible. I mean, Talia, she had such a terrible life. She had no chance. I don't want to end on a downer here, but what a terrible and short life. Mm Mm-hmm especially these last six months or so, just must have been miserable. I mean, like we said earlier, she was calling her mom and begging for help and to be taken away from this home. And her mom was calling the local authorities who would were doing nothing about it. Like, there was nothing Tarsha could do to help her either. And it's so... It's, it just fell through the cracks in so many different places. Literally, like, every avenue that could have been tried to mm-hmm. prevent this from happening was tried, and it still happened.
0: A lot of the adults failed her.
1: I, uh, and especially after she was taken away from her mother so easily.
0: Mm-hmm. Very and strange.
1: It just—something doesn't add up here. And— it, I mean, Talia's the one who had to pay the price. She lost her life at just barely five years old.
0: Mm-hmm. How unfair for her.
1: <sighs> so that's it for our coverage of Talia Williams.
0: Ugh.
1: And <laughs> it's a real downer, but she deserves a voice. She, I mean, she had to live through this.
0: I think what we can take away from this is for those kids who don't have a voice of their own. Us adults can be the one to give them their voice. Yeah. And to watch out and make sure you're paying attention to what children are saying to you.
1: And don't give up if, if authorities are ignoring you. You know, keep fighting. And also, you know, if you're an authority figure, listen. Do something about it. And I know, I think there's more awareness now than there was back in 2005 for this type of stuff. So Mm -hmm. hopefully things are a little better within the system now than they were back then. But it's still, you know, something that really makes you think. But anyway, thank you so much, Heather, for recommending this to us. It's a powerful one.
0: It's hard. It's a difficult one for sure, but it's important.
1: So on a brighter note, we got... Uh, Nintendo Switch? (laughs) Switches, actually. Yeah. Apparently, Nintendo Switches are the electronic version of toilet paper.
0: I wasn't interested in this plan.
1: (laughs) Not at first, but...
0: We got Animal Crossing, and it's really cool.
1: (laughs) You so don't want to (laughs) admit it, but you love it.
0: Well, I really don't like the idea of video games, but I do like that game.
1: What? Okay. Why don't you like video games? Because
0: I'd rather have a good book in my hammock and swing.
1: What's the difference? I don't know. I mean, with a video game, you're interactive, and you can, in some games, create your own story. Like, if they have, (laughs) if the story is shaped by your choices. Also, (laughs) what's the difference between a video game and, like, playing Monopoly or doing a puzzle?
0: A human interaction? Shut the, what, up. What, <laughs> never mind. Let them decide who's right.
1: <laughs> you're right. It is nice to have the human interaction when you're playing a board game. Yes. But what about reading a book? You don't read a book with someone else, do you?
0: How would you know? You never read books with me. Well, anyway. it's <laughs> okay. I'm reading Where the Crawdads Sing. It's really good.
1: Cool. What's it's, that about? It's a hot
0: pick. I think a lot of people probably know about it. I don't wanna tell you until uh, you read it.
1: Fair I don't enough. want to ruin it for anybody. Fair. All I can say is it's a good time to play Nintendo Switch. It's been nice for passing the time since we're stuck at home unless we're working. So Mhm. Yeah. You know, I think it's fun. You get to create your own little world in Animal Crossing and fish. We've only played it like three days so far, but it's been fun <laughs> highly recommend highly alright well we're gonna wrap it up do we have any cat news or anything oh we have construction going on in front of our house so if you heard any beeping or loud trucks we had to pause while we were recording so many times because of la- loud it's, construction outside it's been,
0: it's been a good time
1: <laughs> they're tearing up the water lines on in front of our house so yeah. also we're trapped in our driveway <laughs> by a giant flatbed truck. (laughs) Do we have any cat news?
0: No, everybody's doing good. Things are pretty boring these days. I gotta
1: say, Queso's really coming out of his shell. He he used to be so skittish and nervous all the time, but like every morning now, now that I don't get up super early and I'm actually, I wake up with everyone else, Queso comes and says hi to me every morning for his daily pet.
0: (laughs) His daily pet. Um, My brother got married. Congrats, Sam. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, it was a very weird wedding because of the situation. I'll just call it that. We had family members on Zoom viewing the wedding live, and we had, what was it, like 18 people Mm -hmm. practicing social distancing in your dad's kitchen. (laughs) But it was actually really nice in there.
0: Yeah, it was nice.
1: The bride's family took it and turned it into an actual venue-looking space. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. But anyway... We appreciate you guys listening to this. Again, it's a difficult time. We hope you're all doing well. Feel free to write in to us if you are affected by everything that's going on or if you've gotten COVID-19 and you want to tell us about it or whatever. Feel free to email us at vovpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or Facebook. Any of those are good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, we will talk to you next week.
0: All right. Bye.